jabba 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 juice. It's juicy. It's juicy. Juicy bourbon. What happened? Dripskis. They dried. Oh, sugary dripskis. Yep. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, Kratos. I see your beady eyes. Fuck you up. Go. Oh, no, 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 no. He's coming. No. Reduction man. Go no, away. No, he's coming. <laughs> he's so short. <laughs> Could be because he's a dachshund. Oh, could be. So, welcome, fans and onlookers alike. This is Day Drunk. Day Drinking. Yeah. Woo. We're Intro Mark II, myself from On the Rocks. Drink. Drink. <laughs> and we talk. <laughs> About the On the Rocks weekend show. Yeah. I'm Anthony Schultz, by the way. I'm Ariel Schultz, but always intern Mark, too. I never introduce, introduce myself first, so that always throws me off still. Well, it's going to take a little while. Yeah, because he forgets that he'll not introduce himself. There's some times I don't introduce myself on On the Rocks, either. No, okay. I'm Drew Hills, and I'm just like... Like, we haven't been doing it for two years. I'm man in the hat. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm man in the hat. I'm startled always. <laughs> you are. Oh, oh I, didn't didn't, do, I didn't do, do it right. right. I didn't do it. Yeah, it's not one of those outside words. Fancy ones. Oh. oh okay, you, you try. You try. Shame this. It's a plastic cord. That's why. Get it revved up. There we go. There you go. Bridge out. Yeah. Yeah, this plastic cord. That's kind of lame. That's why I had difficulties with it. I'm going to blame that. Anyways, we have Brown Sugar uh, Bourbon by Heritage Distilling Co. Mm -hmm. uh, Jarrell was nice enough to pass this along to us for Day Drunk. Yeah. We actually were over at the On The Rock studio last night. Yep. And we did a review of this guy along with three others. Yep. We cranked them out. Yeah, we had some good ones. Uh, mm. We had one really bad one. <laughs> we had three really good ones. So I'll, I'll take that like ratio. I a quarter of a shot and I'm like... Yeah, and you'll get to see that one. That's going to be uh, not this coming week, but the week after. You see Anthony get a gag. Oh, twice, nonetheless. Yeah, back to back in the same uh, episode. Yeah. I give that to my dad. He'll drink it. So, you'll actually be able to get to see this, this first. first, and then our review. Um, but regardless, I will retroactively go back to this Day Drunk video, if you catch it later. Yep. And you can click the link below to go to the On the Rocks review of the Heritage Distilling Co. Brown yeah, Sugar, Sugar Bourbon. It's like cinnamon toast. Yeah, you can see my thoughts on it, Drell's thoughts. Sort of my thoughts. Yeah, right. off camera at least. Hey, but we're going to get started and pour some shots. It's pretty good. I'm in the crowd. Mm -hmm. The only one there. Someone's hey. hanging from the rafters. I always got drip skis. I need to get a new pour style. I didn't break it. Mm. You can't blame me for that one. Uh, you have no proof. Except <laughs> that you admitted to it. But. So today's day drunk topic was actually suggested to us by a friend of the show, Christopher Martin, mm -hmm. who has his own podcast through, I believe, Pants Pending Studios. Yep. Uh, and we will have links to Pants Pending and maybe a couple of cards and stuff floating around. Probably Somewhere. be over here. That's where cards go. Right above Ariel's head. I'm sure uh, throughout the episode, uh, kind of plugging their work, um, very kind of similar genre, less drinking, uh, but very pop culture kind of oriented. Very what? You didn't even drink. <laughs> yeah, but very so, pop culture oriented, so it's very befitting of day drunk. Yes. 
So his suggested topic to us for today is uh, kind of like the decline or, co or closure of comic book shops and just comic book sales in general. Yeah. So we're going to try to get to the heart of that matter. Uh, Ariel and I will just be pretty much discussing it, what our thoughts on it and weighing on it. We're big comic book fans. Right. Um, we have gone back and forth between, you know, purchasing comics every single week. Yeah. Uh, Subscription-based, either online or from local comic book shops. Uh, we also collect trade paperbacks. And we uh, do uh, um, the comicsology. And yeah, we partake in digital comics, and we also back uh, local creators mm -hmm. in uh, Kickstarter graphic novels and comic book issues. Uh, some more local than not, but regardless, uh, smaller grassroots kind of projects. Uh, mostly here in Spokane, Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, a few on the other side of the country in New York. So kind of the umbrella things. Yeah, so at least you get a frame of reference, uh, like if we actually know what we're talking about, or if we've heard taking comics, okay. or if we're just regurgitating information that we've read to you. Uh, we're actually big comic book fans, so this does yeah. hit close to home. So cheers. Cheers to that. Thank you. Thank you. For you. Brown sugar bourbon. It was actually from the great state of Washington as well. So there, I don't know, it's a complex subject. It is, it's difficult because you obviously get, you know, the... There's very... not just one causality for why comic book sales or comic book shops are closing. No. Because, like, when our region recently, uh, we just had Hastings close down. Yeah, and that is actually one of the, kind of the, like, core tenets to an argument that we could make towards mm -hmm. um, further comic book stores closing or comic sales declining. Yeah. Uh, because Hastings was the biggest, biggest um, buyer and retailer of comic books. Mm -hmm. So they declared bankruptcy and closed all of their stores fairly recently within the last couple of years. Makes me sad. And from kind of some preliminary research that I've done, uh, that comprised 90% uh, of Diamond's uh, publishing sales. Yeah. Diamond is the main, or Diamond Distributing. Uh, Diamond uh, Distributors are the ones that distribute your DC, your Marvel comics, your indie comics to your comic book store. Mm -hmm. So comic book shop owners or their like order clerks will order from Diamond. Yep. And they have to project what they're going to sell based on their market and the size of their store and all that good stuff. Yeah. With Hastings being out of the picture, however, Diamond took a big hit. They did. You're losing 90% of your income. Yeah, because like Hastings what it was would before, do. Because it was so big. So now what Diamond is doing to protect their own kind of like investments and their, their own money for mm -hmm. their business, uh, they're actually tightening up on uh, credit line limits for smaller comic book shops. Yeah. Which makes it more difficult for them to order and bring in what they need to bring in. And it also makes comic book shop owners a little bit wary to order as much as they did before because they mm -hmm. don't get burned. This kind of like a so Hastings catch, is a good example. Yeah, Catch-22, you know. And another thing with, like, Hastings, they'd always run, like, crazy deals, like, you know, buy one, get one free, one penny, backstock comics, freaking buy four, get the fifth one free. Just all sorts of crazy deals, which yep. a lot of, like, comic book shops themselves don't do. So I feel like they brought even more profit because, you know, they... The they probably sold in volume, rather. Yeah. And, and then, obviously, Hastings had a very, like, diversified 
still work. They did. They didn't just have comic books or comic books and like board games or uh, card games. It was comic books and like they had merchandise and music, music movies, and books, comics, trade paperbacks, action figures. You know, card games. Yeah, events. a coffee shop. You know, yeah. they they had means to diversify their sales. Obviously, that didn't work out for them. Which is it makes you think too, like if with other comic book places that don't have those sales. Like you've never seen a comic book place have a sale like that. Yeah, and it's difficult because the overhead for comic book shops is not very high. So no. it's like you can't create those gigantic discounts because you're just gonna lose money in the long run. You're not gonna be making money, it's not gonna be a verifiable business. No. And it's like even like the Especially if the, if you only have that as like the, the tent pole to your business or maybe it's one of two tent poles for your business. Yeah, you like you, you need know, that. Trade paperbacks or you know, you have card games or those little Yeah, which do bring in revenue. Uh, and I think that's a good point too. A lot of um Long running comic book shops, the ones that have survived and kind of made it through this purge, mm -hmm. unfortunately, have taken on the mentality of adapt or die. Yeah. And they oftentimes will keep the same name um, that they've had for the last, you know, 30, 40 years, but they are diversifying in the same way that, like, Hastings had to. Mm -hmm. And either including, like, you know, Magic the Gathering tournaments or. Pokemon tournaments. Yeah. We'll, Any kind of card game tournaments. Yeah, with a fan base that you can bring people in to hopefully shop your store. Mm -hmm. um, you you could probably even have buy-ins for competitions depending on the tier. Um, and then hopefully promote sales within your store for them to buy certain cards or accessories and yada yada. I know, for, like, for example, there's a specific one in the mall that just recently moved. Yeah. And when it was in its old place, it had a lot more comic books. In this new place, you get these like two rows the comic books. Yeah, and I've noticed and that too. Just... The comic books that have comic book stores that have thrived here or like survived have minimized the comic books that books, they're actually so, selling. Yeah. yeah, you may get the ones that are like one off or kind of like standalones, as you want to call them, that aren't like in a big mall or something like that. That just basically do just comics and maybe card games or something like that. They still do. But it's well. always like a sister store to like their main, main store. store, which is a lot larger and has a lot more merchandise. Stuff. Yeah. So worst comes to shove, you could close down that sister establishment your main and store pull still. back to your main store. It's like another good question too, along like them closing down and stuff. Do you think how long do you think comic book stores are gonna last? I don't know. I think we've talked about this just like in our own time. Uh, we do partake in digital comics, but I think, I think just in the same way that like Kindles or e-readers have not killed the publishing market, they definitely have diminished it. Mm -hmm. I think traditional like print is not going to go away. Just in the same way that traditional comics aren't going to go away. Uh, I think Jim Lee said it best. Mm -hmm. It would be the death of the splash page. Yeah. And and then for granted, that's just one faucet of a comic book. But in particular with his artwork, those are poignant pieces that can only be viewed and taken in comic. with a hard copy Yeah, in front of you. You know, that one of those double-paid spreads, or they even have fold-out ones sometimes, depending mm -hmm. on the, the series or the event. It would be the death of that. And I think people are still kind of awestruck by it, even if you're just getting into comic books, or you've been an avid comic book reader for 30 years. So I feel like with me, because like I just got into it when we got together that, you know, I'm awestruck by it and like I've always liked the comics and you know, certain ones like Hardy Quinn have always been my favorite and but I never really dove into it like I have now. And it's like, you know, I don't know what I do if they're gone. Yeah, exactly. I think then this is a little bit like more difficult to combat, uh, and this is kind of like a natural like segue for comic readers is they usually eventually wean themselves off of a week to week subscription, and they slowly begin like 
buying trade paperbacks. Yeah, which is easier. Which obviously then devalues your local comic book store because they're more easily attainable online and cheaper. Yeah. And you still get the full effect of a splash page. It's not a digital comic, but it does remove those dollar amounts Mm -hmm. from your local comic book shop. I think it's more difficult for comic book stores to entice those readers to solely purchase from them. Yeah. And again, if they cheapen it, they're going to take a a cut and they're not going to be making any money, which is not a, you know, a viable business. Bourbon. (laughs) Out of bourbon. That's a bug. Not a bourbon. Not a bug. Bug bourbon? No. Bug is our affectionate nickname for my <laughs> min pin. She that bugged Ariel me. got me for my birthday a couple years ago. Uh, I had a dachshund who passed away, and it had been about a year. And Ariel uh, got me a min pin from a family member of hers. But min pins, which I didn't know at the time, I think Ariel might have, or can be yeah, very neurotic, yeah. especially when they're young. They're very needy. They're very intelligent. <laughs> and they need to be around people, and they're Especially they're, they're up in your biz. Yeah. yeah. So we got her when she was nine months old, <laughs> and she was very neurotic and all over the place. hadn't really bonded with anybody yet, and so Ari was like, "You're bugging me," and she would say it all the time. So she became bug. <laughs> She's just a bug. So it's spray a bug. <laughs> she comes to bug all the time though now. But she's less neurotic now. No, she's older, calm down, she's had some kids, you know, she's good yeah, to go. Yeah, she's almost three years old, so, and she's very much attached to me, so she's very calm, as long she as I'm is. here. She is. Not a bug. What do you think about the pricing of comic books and how that might affect comic book shops? Especially with the big two, like Marvel and DC. I feel like... Because DC is always kind of undercut their competition or try to because traditionally they've been number two. Well, I feel like with DC that kind of works for them and doesn't at the same time because what they're doing with their new line, their new... The Rebirth? The Rebirth. I like it and I don't because it comes out every week. I'm not, I'm not so much uh, how it affects DC specifically or Marvel, uh, whether it works for them as a business strategy, but how do you think it affects like comic book owners? Like trying to sell something that's cheaper but there's a lot more of. Do you think probably that profit margin's smaller, or how do you think if they want to sell Marvel titles, do you think that's more difficult because it's like, well, I could get Batman for, you know, two ninety nine, or I could, you know, get Spider-Man for four ninety nine. It's like, well, I'll just get Batman instead. But, but there I, might be a higher profit margin for the Marvel ones. I feel like with pricing... Or you're, or you're not selling in volume, at least, even if they're the exact same amount as far as what the comic book shop gets mm-hmm. from those sales. I feel like with pricing... You sell, you know, 500 times as many Batman as you do Spider-Man. Well, that's what I mean. Like, with pricing, it seems fair because, you know, certain ones are marketed cheaper, but you know, like you just said, they're going to sell a mass amount of these ones, like Batman, and you know Spider-Man not as much, they're a little more expensive. So you know the ones that are quite as popular, maybe a little more pricey. That's a good point. So you're saying that it's, like, almost on the... um the responsibility of the individual ordering for a comic book shop mm-hmm. to keep that in mind. It is, because, like, you know, I will always get my favorite comics. Yeah. And no so having a repertoire with customers and that open line of communication. Yeah, because a lot of comic book places still do, you know, the ordering, like, the yeah, single customers, the, like, they'll get their subscriptions and stuff, and then they'll come up and pick uh, up their month, every month, yeah. or whatever. And I used to actually do that with... Um, uh, Merlin's here in Spokane, uh, the owner, John Wade, fantastic guy, mm-hmm. um, and very involved with customers and the kind of local business scene and just individual Spokaneites even. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's the reason he's been so successful, successful. Is and his because is still just comic books. Like there's a little bit tidbits and stuff there, but it's always just comics. Yeah, when well, they do a lot of uh, like Magic Gathering tournaments and stuff like that, they have diversified. I think to you that. always kind of have to have that. They didn't know before. That's, That's the thing. That no, wasn't like so much of a like staple as it is now. Well, I feel like it's become more, it's more popular. Popular, yeah. Like, yeah, I was just getting to that, and I just feel like but, people knowing their customers and like the more in depth you are with your customers the more customer base you build it helps you yeah absolutely because like you know unlike with Hastings who's just a giant franchise of course not you lose that, that personability yeah. yeah I and I always said that it was great that they had all these big sales and stuff but they could get that hit and then they'd be fine obviously not but yeah they'd be fine unlike you know comic book shops they build that repertoire with like their customers and knowing Specific people who always will come at these every month to get their giant subscription, and they know just that <laughs> that you know, yeah, Superman may not sell as much, so I'm not gonna buy as much, but Batman's gonna go fucking ballistic. Yeah. So I know I'll make up the price, kind of the same or either vice versa. Yeah. Well, a lesson that was taught to me actually by uh, John Wayne is there was a couple times where. I wouldn't have a chance to pick up my uh, subscription for, you know, three or four weeks or yeah. whatever. Just yeah. very busy. And I would come in, and I would spend a few hundred dollars, and I would buy them all at once. Yeah. There would be times where, like, in that first week that I had missed, uh, there would be a comic accidentally put in there or something that uh, John Wade thought I might like. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it, it just wasn't. And I remember, you know, asking, like, hey, you know, I really don't want to get this. And this was just something I hadn't thought about. And, and he told me, you know, it's very difficult for me to put this back on the shelf. I've always, per I've already purchased it from Diamond. Yeah. Um, and now it's you know three weeks uh, out of date. Because you late getting your. Yeah, it, it's not relevant to consumers anymore. I'm I'm just going to eat this cost. Was like, you know, like, just something to oh, consider. Yeah, so and, to and afterwards, I always made sure just to buy all of them. And if it was like, ah, if I waited too long, it was my mistake. You know, I'll spend but a again, few extra dollars. But again, how is it your mistake when you know he's trying to suggest something to you, knowing kind of who you are? You're always kind of late picking up your repertoire or whatnot. Because I think his heart's in the right place, is what it comes down to. And yeah. if you're spending three hundred dollars, what's you know four dollars? You know, or what's yeah, $3? No, that's true. That's true. But like again, like I said, I think some know. people who have maybe smaller subscription piles. Maybe there should be some kind of like tiered policy in place where if you if you get you know say just four comic book series a week yeah be there weekly to pick them up yeah definitely um, if it's so if something small. like that happens then you can minimize that damage for the business and yourself yeah if it's something along the lines of well you're getting twenty to thirty series every week it's like it's not much of a hit to you yeah well, it's like well you can go you can go to say like you know three weeks yeah make yeah. sure and get your audio comics every three weeks if you're going to do this otherwise like they're going to go. Yeah. yeah, or whatever, or we'll pitch them to somebody else, or whatever. They, you know, businesses have avenues to mitigate their own damages, I guess. Yeah, which just makes me kind of not necessarily sad because, like, you know, we've seen comic book shops pop up, and then we try to go to them, but then yeah, we we me in particular, I had like a loose acquaintance of mine start a comic book shop uh, nearby in Post Falls, and. I, you know, I live in Spokane. It's a little bit of a drive. It's not egregious, though. And I was always just trying to find time to go out there and, like, mm -hmm. visit and see what his comic book shop was like. You know, I was very excited. We, you know, yeah. we have a finite number of comic book shops in the area. We do. And by the time it got around where I had free time and extra money to spend to go do that, okay, it had closed yeah. that week. Yeah. And I felt horrible because I hadn't been a supporting patron, and it was somebody that I kind of knew. And I, I enjoy comic books a lot. So. That begs the question, too, like, if you ever had, like, the final 
finances or whatever, would you start a comic book shop nowadays? I don't know if I would. I think I would go so far as to like invest in someone else that I trust. Like I would probably invest in John Wayne. Yeah. I if I had had the finances at the time or maybe a closer relationship with that individual who had the comic book shop been there. in Post Falls, I would have invested and been there and stuff. You know, acted as like a silent investor but definitely promoted it. Yeah. You know, in the in the public's eye. So that makes you think too, like, you know, they may be kind of on a decline, but do you think they will come back? It's difficult to tell. I think if we do hit like a low threshold and, you know, 95% of them close, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I think the way that they will return or they even blossom it a little bit is almost like in the, the form of like a nostalgia shop. Yeah. It'll be like, like if Barnes & Noble has been on decline, Borders closed, Hastings closed, a lot of the major book outlets have closed. You pretty much only have like independent or small business owners mm -hmm. uh, running and operating bookstores. I yeah. think the same kind of like decline, I don't think they'll ever truly go away, but I think it's a very, it's going to become a niche group of people that oh. will want them. And so it'll have to be tailored to neighborhoods and cities and be a smaller scope. We won't have our gigantic. Scope, like we do kind of now. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, with like our local Auntie's bookstore because he the guy uh, yeah and John Wade who owns Merlin's um, bought like one of the largest independent bookstore here in Spokane because it was closing yeah and it was like they it was like they're gonna pass hands or I would assume close and and John Wade um, and I'm not a hundred percent on this so if I'm misquoted like sorry um, acted almost as like an angel investor and yeah, came in yeah. and swooped in and saved it and now owns Auntie's bookstore as well. And it's been thriving. I mean, he's been doing a great job with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he was very, like, forthcoming. Uh, I've noticed, like, subtle changes, but on the whole, like, it it's is still, very, still very much the same. Maybe besides the coffee shop. Was it the type of business owner that would come in and be like, I'm gutting this, or I'm closing it down, or, yeah. you know, we're selling off whatever, you know, assets we have. It was, you know, we're, it's going to continue to run and operate how it should. More bourbon. It tastes so like this is a little heftier topic. This episode will probably run a little bit long. It tastes like cinnamon toast. How can you not have it? It does taste like cinnamon toast. It's so good. It's like either, for good references, the crumble off of a... Uh, like an apple pie. Apple pie or yeah. apple crumble crisp. Yeah, it tastes just like that. Just like that delicious... Jarrell had a great suggestion last night when we were doing the review uh, to do like a twist on an uh, apple martini. Mmm, with a brown And I think bread. that would be really good. Hashtag we own this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's hashtag, what we discussed. Hashtag our martini, shut up. Our martini, shut up. We'll say like the white I'm sure someone's already made it. Uh, yeah, we're a little late on that one. Yeah. Yeah, great distilling company, though. Like, they do a bunch of stuff. Like, they have vodka, gin. I was looking it up the other night. They have a plethora of vodkas. Yeah, all sorts of cool, unique flavors. A lot of standard ones, too. Gin, um, obviously bourbons and whiskeys. And the funniest thing is when we were reading the about section, is the guy's like, I started my first uh, brewing distillery when I was in the seventh grade because I was bored. Yeah, so it, it, from our understanding like of the little like about section, uh, a, a chem nerd, a junior high chem nerd here in Spokane, Washington, made his first batch <laughs> of uh, liquor in the seventh grade. Uh, we then went on to get a degree in chemical engineering, law, and then of course got received his distilling license and then went from there. Kind of, kind of a unique, <laughs> unique history. Very cool though. Very cool. Wait, wait what? Wait, what's the song? I don't know. All the dogs are in Yeah, click-clack dogs. 
Click, click, clickety, click. Hi, Harley Barley. She was in your lap. Hi, Barley. Hi, Normina. Hi, Fredo. Hi, baby girls. Fredo, come here. Get free. Come here. Come on, come on. Come on. Get up here. You go quick. Get me quick. There she is. There she is. Shots, yo. Boosties. Mmm, so tasty. It's definitely unique. It is. It's good though. Oh, that one through the nose. This smells like a brown sugar. So I think kind of like the final issue we'll hit on with this is why do you think with so many kind of superhero films and movies doing mm -hmm. so well, especially for like the last decade now, it's yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger and being, you know, just box office behemoths. Yeah. And kind of then the cultural relevance of characters like Thor and Iron Man and Captain America and even um, yeah, Harley Quinn with Suicide Squad Definitely. and the Joker and Deadshot. Even smaller characters that people haven't really known about before that were silly now love because of these movies. Why doesn't that translate into comic book sales and thus then like a bolstering of a comic book shop market? I just feel like because how relatively easy information is. So you think people are just looking it up online rather than reading? Yeah, honestly. Okay. Like they're just like Googling Harley Quinn or Googling Deadshot or Googling Killer Croc or whatever. And they're like... And becoming kind of like pseudo... Pseudo-informed you know. with everything. So there's like, mm, I don't even know any comics. I didn't know about all that information. Do you think that's indicative of either a generation or society that's geared not to read? I agree. I, I do. Like I would... Maybe one of the generations. I don't know where that cutoff would be. I read all the time. I think it's gradual. I mean, we do too, but I think we are in the minority. We are in the minority. Like, for you, our generation. you and I read a plethora of books. Like, we have a room, giant thing of... We, yeah, we listen to stuff on Audible nearly every day. We both cycle back and forth. There's often times where we read books together. Yeah. Uh, while we're reading other books. And so usually there's two or three books that probably between five and six, between yeah. the two of us that we're reading at one time or listening to. Yeah, and that uh, claims with, like, comic books. Like, you know, I want to find Same out. Thing. yeah. With, like, you know, like I said previously, Harley Quinn, I knew from, like, her early on cartoon shows before she had comic books. And then I went back to the comic books and read. I didn't look up information, just kind of Google it, and I got the information. I literally bought her, not the time because it was easier to trade paperbacks, because her comic started back in, like, 1998. Yeah. Like a 1999, while a while ago. So I'd be like, I'd be hard pressed to find any more modern character, but still a good, you know, 15, 20 years old. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to find any comic books about, or you know what I mean. Mm. So I got her trade paperbacks, and I read that way. You know, I obviously there's a new 52 version and the, all the other versions. Quinn doesn't really change. Um, so has her hair apparently, and mm -hmm. so, you know, we just I chose instead of just googling it, I chose to actually find information and read the comic books. Yeah. And unfortunately, nowadays, a lot of younger generations and people in general just feel like, I can look it up on my phone. Why do I need to buy a comic book and read 25 comics or get a trade paperback that's going to take me a while to read because I'm too busy, I'm this yeah. or that, to read it? So I think kind of what it comes down to is that comic book shops will survive. They will. Same I don't books. think they'll be how you remember them to be. I think they will diminish in numbers. They will but I think there will be some sort of like rebound or baseline for them. And I honestly, I think 
you, you said it best. Like, I think modern, I don't want to throw my generation under the bus, but modern generations, particularly the one that Ariel and I reside in, are not yet very mm-hmm. active in intellectual pursuits. Mm-hmm. And I consider pop culture to be an intellectual pursuit because it Important. dives into the human condition, whether it's entertainment or not, it yeah. does. Um, and don't want to spend the time reading. Yeah, um, that's what it comes down to. They would rather squirrel away and watch a two-hour film than spend a lifelong like, endeavor reading Tolstoy or Harley Quinn. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what it is. Yep. It can be opposite sides of the spectrum or anything from metaphysics to parenting books to, you know, Harley Quinn. <laughs> like, well, like, even my Jim Butcher books, like... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like, for whatever reason, our generation is, like, unwilling to read. And I think that is not just a mark of our generation, but it is very indicative of a youthful generation. Yes, and I think that is also our, like, other handicap. It's very accessible. Like, information just is. And you can look it up on Wikipedia or Google within a split second. You don't need to retain it because you can always look it up with Mm -hmm. a cell phone in your pocket and move on. So why go to a comic book shop? Yep. And buy comic books every week, or when buy trade paperbacks. I can just read little like tidbits or information yeah. or reviews from somebody else, and regurgitate that to somebody else, and act as if you know, mm-hmm. and that you've been reading comics for twenty years. Yeah, as a, I don't know. As far as an outsider, like imparting advice to comic book shop owners who <laughs> may or may not watch this, uh, I would say diversify and hang on. Um, reach out to your customers. Uh, talk to them, be personable with them, uh, find out what their interest is. I know it's a lot of hard work and you're already putting in probably twice as many hours for half the pay as you did 20 years ago. Yeah. And that sucks. And that's unfortunate. But it's a keep. But if you're like passionate about it and you want to keep with it, uh, and I encourage you to do this because it is important. It is important to have that. It's important to our society is what it comes down to, and it may seem superficial, uh, and I'm sure some days are harder than others. Uh, Keep at it. Uh, Talk to your customers. uh, Diversify your business if you can. Obviously, sometimes that takes capital. Yeah. Um, Maybe think outside the box and go to GoFundMe, go to Kickstarter. uh, Try to get the community involved to raise money if you need to move to a new location or add on to your building or start hosting uh, car tournaments or board game tournaments. Uh, Try to wrap other faucets of pop culture into Mm -hmm. your business. This is Freya Bug, by the way. This is the bug. The bug. Uh, But stick around. Nah, I know it's hard. Don't, don't go anywhere. It, it's still. I know, so obviously, important. you don't, and there's some things that are just outside of your control, and you might have to shut our doors, and that's unfortunate. Uh, but maybe keep that dream alive inside and open back up in 10 years, 15 yeah. years, 20 years, yeah. or pass that passion off to your children, and maybe they will one day. Yeah. I mean, don't let it die. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of It's stuff, worth it. A lot of stuff is fading. It will never completely fade, but it is fading. Like, I feel sad with, like, certain generations and stuff or certain age groups, whatever you want to call it, and, like, them just not being interested in reading. And it's like, I love reading books. It's sad enough, like, this is one woman at my work, Debbie, who's in her 50s, and I trade books with her all the time. Yeah, and I... I mean, I discussed with a good friend of mine at work as well, Steve, mm-hmm. about, uh, like, uh, Lee Child and Jack Reacher books, and he had a suggestion for me, and I made sure... 
to write it down, and today I looked it up on Amazon to see how I could get it for my Kindle or Audible, and, you know, I I do take those suggestions to heart, but I I think a lot of people don't even read, much less take a suggestion. It's just like, you know, she brings me physical books she's read, and I trade her books, vice versa, and, like, you don't find that with people in my age group, as someone who's 30 years older than I am, I'm trading books with, like... You don't, yeah. You don't see that, And the person I trade books with the most is my mother, who's 30 years older than me. Yeah. Yeah. 21, but... Oh, yeah. I'm almost Still. 30 now. I forget about that. <laughs> Regardless, uh, stay open. Hopefully this was a good episode for you guys. We really appreciated the uh, topic. And suggestions. Uh, again, uh, Christopher Martin of Spokane Washington. Well, not of Spokane. He's actually a little bit outside. He's an Idaho. Uh, made this suggestion. He actually used to work for John Wayne at Merlin's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has since moved on to another career to better support his family. Yeah. But he had a, a fantastic suggestion for us. Yeah. Uh, we would really like to kind of keep that trend going and have suggestions every week. Yeah, definitely suggest something. We'll talk about it, no matter what. Yeah, either hit us up on the On Rocks Facebook page, or you can even uh, contact uh, Ariel Schultz on her Facebook page, mm-hmm. or myself, Anthony Schultz, on my Facebook page. Uh, we're easily accessible. Um, we respond quickly. We do, yeah. Uh, I, I'd say, like, best forum to hit us is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or just comment below on this video. Definitely, yeah. Uh, leave us suggestions. Uh, tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we're doing right. Uh, us, please give a, give a shout out along with us to Christopher Martin and Pants Pending Studios. Yeah, definitely. Doing really cool work. Um, there's a whole host of like podcasts that you can listen to that are probably relevant to whatever you're into. And we'll have links and stuff below for you guys uh, so that you can check it out. You go visit them. I believe they have a Patreon account, which we'll have a link for Mm -hmm. uh, their main site and the CRISPR Martins podcast. Yep. So. Definitely. That's it. That's it for Day Drunk. All Day Scalisto. Our outdoor cat. Staring at us. Who will not go away. Oh, (laughs) The only outdoor cat we have. (laughs) As always, thanks for watching. What was the thing? What was the thing? Say the thing. (laughs) Have a good night, and we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) 